You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. I hear those sleigh bells ringling. Can we do a little little rendition? (laughs) Jangle, jangle. Is that how that song goes? I hear those sleigh bells ringling. Jing, jing, jingling. Yeah, I think so. And then ring ting tingling too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When oh, you it's say lovely it, weather. <laughs> for a sleigh ride together. When you say it out loud, it sounds fake. <laughs> it sounds like I just, my mind made that up. Yeah. Even, when you were saying it, I was like, I don't know that that's right, but then I could hear it in my head and I was like, no, that's got to be it. Tingling. <laughs> ring ting. Yeah. Ringling, tingling, and tingling, ting- yep, all of them. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. <laughs> we know all the lyrics to all the Christmas songs. <laughs> Lee, I got a, I got a Christmas question for you. Okay. Well, I guess I have two Christmas questions for you. The first one is X Files related. Which, is there ever a Christmas episode of the X-Files? Because I don't, the the one that we're talking about today is not, and I don't believe there is one in this season. Yeah, um, there definitely isn't one in this season, because I think we're already, like, I mean, obviously we're already at the, near the end, which would mean it was probably springtime. Um, There is, uh, there are Christmas episodes. There are not a lot, they don't really go into holidays that much but there is one i thought about this the other day actually i was like wow i can't wait until alana watches this episode and i think it's like season six or seven so many years from now many christmases from now we'll talk about that one yeah and it is so good it's it's ridiculous it's completely ridiculous but i think you're gonna really like it like i think we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about it um there's some guest stars in it that you're gonna enjoy there's guest stars mm-hmm. santa claus mm, i can't say um but no <laughs> it's not santa mm. um but it's yeah it's really fun you're gonna really you're gonna like it Nice. All right. Well, I'll look forward to that eventually. My second question, which it sounds like the X-Files does not ever cover, but my question for you is, do you think that Santa Claus is an alien? Ooh. This is a good question. This is something that I truly haven't considered previously, and I now feel stupid for not having thought about it because I think that he easily could be because really nothing about Santa makes any sense with um, what we know about uh, humans. So he's not, you know, there's gotta be something else going on. There's gotta be uh a supernatural power or occurrence happening here. He actually kind of reminds me now of our old friend Toombs 
just based on the fact that he can slip into really small spaces and get into people's homes uh, really without their knowing except for, you know, the very uh, kind uh, thing of, of leaving toys instead of murdering people and eating their livers, which is what Tombs did. Um, what a fun twist if that's what Santa did, though. Um, not wow. fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun yeah. is the wrong word. A little but, fun. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting kind of you fun. to compare. I wasn't expecting you to compare <laughs> Santa to a liver-eating monster. No, but I mean, the thing is, is we don't really know that much about him. Like, what what is sustaining this man who apparently lives forever in the freezing cold and you know only works one day a year? Uh, is he not hibernating in between those times? It seems like maybe he is. It's a little different, you know. The X Files said it was every five, nope, thirty, thirty three, thirty three <laughs> years. It was a very specific number. And Santa's more like, you know, a year at a time. Um, So in conclusion, (laughs) I think that Santa might be related to whatever kind of – because Toombs was, like, kind of an alien but not. He was, like, a creation but, like – Something you think he's an alien? I don't. I don't think Tombs was an alien. You. You keep. You <laughs> have said that many times. There's no proof. No, but there's not a lot of proof for a lot of the things that they claim on this show. And so I just thought in the first episode he was in, they say something that made me think that, and so I just kind of stuck with it. And they kind of drop it in the. Uh, the latest episode with him, but I still kind of believe in the conspiracy theory that I made up that if Tombs was indeed created by Nazis at a concentration camp and the Nazis were, as that one documentary suggested, in contact with aliens down in Antarctica, that perhaps there was a crossover. And I will write a thesis on this one day, and I, you will be the first to read it. Great. I can't wait. I'm also drawing the conclusion here that you think that Santa Claus uh, is an alien, potentially a Nazi alien, or created by Nazi aliens. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe we need to be looking up, when did people start believing in this Santa Claus? Perhaps it was around the 1940s. I don't know. Um, I don't think it was. (laughs) But what a fun theory. I think it's just, I think that I think it's fun for people to think that I believe that. So I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) And I do think that you believe that, yes. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that girl sounds like she's interesting. So I'm just going to run with it. Um, Alana, do you have an opinion on this? You can't just ask me if Santa's an alien. Like, it honestly sounds like you know something that I don't know. (laughs) Well, I got breaking news for you. (laughs) Uh, No, I guess I was trying to figure out what I think. I, I don't 
really think that Santa is an alien. I don't want Santa to be an alien, but it, he's obviously not human, as uh, we have already figured out. And I guess I feel like were the X-Files to do an episode about Santa, that it would probably end with him being revealed to be an alien, and I would be really mad about it. I wouldn't mm. like that ending. Sure. I guess I don't know what I think Santa Claus is. There are, of course, some darker myths about Santa. Uh, Krampus, which is like a monster that comes in your chimneys on Christmas and kills children, similar to what you were talking about, about tombs. Uh, there are dark versions of Santa Claus. I just, I don't want Santa to be an alien because why, why would an alien be delivering us presents is what I want to know. <laughs> I want to say just quickly that I wish the Santa was delivering us presents um, <laughs> because I think that they do a better job than the ones that we elect. Um, <laughs> Maybe aliens do deliver us presidents. I, I could believe that. Okay. Yeah. That's a theory that makes sense. Um, no, I mean, I, I get that. I'm not necessarily saying I want Santa to be an alien. I'm just saying, you know, perhaps based on the evidence that we have, there's just something up with this guy. But I do agree that if it was an X-Files episode, which first of all, I'm upset that they never made an episode investigating Santa, but I guess might have gotten a little too complicated, um, that it would be uh, like the episode with the kindred Amish people where you don't really know what's going on, but you're like, something's weird here. And then at the end, they're just like aliens. It was aliens. It was the easiest answer for us. Uh, it's just kind of on brand. So we went with it. I, I, I think that is how they would uh, go about it, which would be disappointing. You know, you can't make a whole episode about Santa and just take the easy way out, but they didn't. And this is hypothetical. So I guess I shouldn't be so pissed. I guess the most compelling point towards Santa being potentially an alien is his sleigh uh, and how he travels around in one night. Clearly, whatever he's traveling by is a UFO with technology that we do not yet understand. Mm, mm -hmm. So that, that kind of, uh, you know, that, that could be alien technology there. Oh, yeah. I mean, th the whole idea that he travels this quickly to this many houses across the world in one night is, I mean, I think the hardest thing for me to believe about Santa. And if someone said that it's alien technology, I would believe it. And that's why NORAD tracks him because they need to know where those UFOs are. <laughs> exactly maybe he's not an alien but like he knows some like maybe aliens came to earth but like wanted to be in not a super civilized place wound up in the north pole found this weird small civilization of an old man and a lot of elves and we're like yeah we're going to stay here and run some tests and then decided to help Santa. Maybe the elves are the aliens who are helping him. Holy shit. 
call, I don't know, CNN, TMZ, the New York Times. We have a story here that no one is going to believe. Maybe because it's not true, but we haven't really proven it one way or the other. Listen, just uh, green light season 12 of the X-Files will write this Christmas episode and that's it. What, you know what? We don't even need a season. We just need a Christmas special. We need a yeah. one episode special. I think Jillian and David would do it. Um, I would hope they would. I, but this all sounds like a great plot to me. It's all making sense. So why wouldn't they do it? There were no aliens in this week's episode. <laughs> uh, no, there was nothing Christmas related. There were no aliens. Uh, nothing. Nope. Why we had to come up with our own episode. <laughs> there were shape shifting werewolf like creatures that, you know, loosely followed uh, Native American lore. But I mean, I'll be the first one to say that I was not a big fan of this week's episode. And, um, I am not sorry about that opinion. Maybe I'll, I'll say this and you can cut it out if you don't want the people to know this. Uh, but in the history of Leah and Alana watch the X-Files, this episode is really, um, you know, our first lost episode. We recorded this episode once already <laughs> and then we had to record it again Uh you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, mystery around this episode for us, I think. Yeah, we did we did do that. We did record this, and we listened back, and we thought, Jesus, <laughs> we cannot put that out there for people to hear. Uh, it wasn't good on our part. Um, it it wasn't good on the show's part, though. So, like, what were we to do? I think. Oh, what annoys me about this episode, I guess I don't even know if I would say that it annoys me. I don't know if this episode produces any strong feelings in me one way or another. Mm-hmm. But like you said, this episode is kind of somewhat about a werewolf, somewhat about um, shape-shifting indigenous myth. But it's not it doesn't commit fully in either direction. So it's this weird made up middle ground that I find to be frustrating and annoying. Yeah. And really boring is, is what gets to the point for me. I agree. I don't, I I don't think I had very strong feelings. Like I wish that it just like made me angry. Like, uh, but it did not I was just like, well, that happened, I guess, and I, you know, wasn't very captivated. There wasn't even a lot of, like, Mulder and Scully fluff to, like, keep me invested. I don't think there was any, actually. Um, you know, once again, Scully is the one kind of in danger. Mulder has to save her. You know, it's just, it, was, it was just a lot of, like, boring and, like, almost repeated tropes in terms of, like, the cast relationship. Yeah, it really was, like, I think maybe in the Eve episode, we talked about how um, the Eve episode was really barely about 
Mulder or Scully, um, and it was mostly about the Eves, and Mulder and Scully didn't really have that much. Uh, they didn't, like, have much happen in their relationship. They weren't, there wasn't anything personal explored about them. But at least that episode, the Eves were interesting. In this episode, uh, the creature is not all that interesting. No, it's it's not. Yeah, in the Eve episode, we, like, talked about the Eves for, like, 30 minutes, and then we're like, oh, yeah, Mulder and Scully were there, too, because it was, you know, we were that captivated by this plot line, and, you know, we did not get that experience here. And again, I think that they could have made this interesting. Like, I think the idea of shapeshifters and the myth of shapeshifters or skinwalkers are both pretty interesting, but that's just not what they did here. They just did, like, a typical werewolf story, and the only thing that's different about the werewolf here is that it's, it doesn't turn on the full moon. It turns every single night. Right. Um, I, I do... <laughs> This episode is just us pointing out, like, what they didn't do and why they did it wrong and then, like, occasionally saying what they did and why we didn't like it, like, which I think is fine. I think that we deserve at least one of these a season, you know? If the episode's boring, then it's just a wash. We get to do whatever we want. Right. I, I guess the one thing that I – appreciated about this episode is that sorry Ripley was coughing um the one thing that I appreciated about this episode is that it takes place in Montana there's a bunch of log cabins around uh the cowboys are wearing denim on denim with uh bolo ties Mm, and mm -hmm. I just appreciated that aesthetic yeah I I mean I think that it was nice to look at um we should have watched on mute, maybe, is, is how we should have observed this episode. Yeah. Just, like, filled in the dialogue myself. I do want uh, some of these denim on denim outfits that I saw in this episode. Yeah. I think that the only way it could have been, you know, more appealing is if, like, the people wearing the outfits were Scully and Mulder. Um, I frankly kind of wish they, you know, just decided to really dive into the local culture and try and fit in because frankly, um, the indigenous community, community there is quite pissed that the FBI is there and, uh, they really stand out in their suits. And I just think that, you know, if they had, you know, assimilated a little bit, it would have been easier for them and, you know easier on the eyes for us. Yeah. And I think that I, it's easy for me to picture Scully wearing denim on denim, maybe because she's, she's worn denim shirts in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's hard for me to picture Mulder wearing denim on denim. And I would really like to see that, especially with a bolo tie. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know how he would look. I know that Scully would look great, and I can see it. I can see her in Mm -hmm. it. I'm having a harder time picturing Mulder in it. 
Yeah, I mean, he's so infrequently out of a suit that, like, it takes a stretch of the imagination, I think. It's like, you know, we've seen him, I guess, in a T-shirt and, like, you know, let us never forget the leather jacket. Mm. But uh, those are, like, a pretty standard look, whereas a denim shirt and a bolo tie are, are very unique. I think, like, you'd have to mess up his hair a little. It, I'm starting at at the hair and kind of, uh, you know, tossing it around a little and then slowly working my way down. This is just how I'm picturing it in my mind. And it still is difficult, but I think I'm almost there. He's definitely in cowboy boots. Well, I was going to say, what if he's wearing a cowboy hat? There you go. Okay, I can see it now. Can you see it? Because I can really see it. Yeah, I think I can see it now. He thinks it looks cool, which, like, makes it a little less uh, cool. In my mind, that's, like, my my mind's version of Mulder. This is how he would react. Ugh, poor Mulder. Even being made fun of in his imaginary outfit. But he likes it, you know? So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> He's a strong, independent man. He only cares what Scully thinks. There is, related to Mulder, something that happens a couple times in this episode where a man from the tribe at first says something to him like, I could smell you from a mile away. And then later... Mm -hmm. I think a different guy is telling him that his name Fox is a native American name and they're telling him he should be called running Fox or uh, different types of foxes. And he says, stinky Fox. He calls Mulder stinky <laughs> Fox. And this question just really made me upset because it made me wonder if Mulder actually smells bad because multiple people are telling him this. Yeah, I, I never would have assumed that Mulder smelled bad before this, but then I thought about it, and it was just like, I, how often is he really at home? And like when he's at home, he seems to just be like asleep on his couch. I'm not even sure that there's a bathroom in that apartment. His hygiene might not be what we think it is. He just always looks like he's clean, but mm -hmm. that maybe he goes into like the bathroom at the FBI and like pats his hair down and like splashes water on his face. He clearly gets haircuts and shaves, but that doesn't mean he's washing himself. I just don't think Scully would be attracted to a man who doesn't smell good, but then I try to put myself in her position and if I was around Mulder, and there's all the things that are good about Mulder, the way he looks, the things that he's interested in, his persistence. If he had all of that and he smelled bad, I don't know. It might not be a deal breaker. Yeah, you might be able to get over it. And maybe it's, like, not that bad, but it's bad enough, you know, that these people that clearly don't like him very much are going to make fun of him for it. But if you're like, this is my friend, he's sweet and I love him, then you're like, I don't know, he doesn't smell that bad. <laughs> Maybe it's something or, I just get used to. Like, Skelly's been around him true. so much that she doesn't even notice it anymore. Maybe Skelly, like, 
maybe you're wrong about what you think Scully would be into, and she like really likes like a stinky dude. True, that's as possible. You know, opposites attract. Yeah, I mean, she could be into some weird shit. We really, you know, we haven't been able to explore that that much. No, we just know that she uh, has a thing for coworkers, maybe men of authority, who are uh, very stubborn and relentless. Married to the job, not to the shower. That's a tagline, if I am. (laughs) You're welcome, Holder. (laughs) I guess we really haven't even said, like, what starts this episode, yeah, we wow. haven't really given any context <laughs> to this episode, which I guess it, it honestly doesn't feel all that important. But uh, a couple of ranchers, their cows have been being killed. And in the beginning of this episode, they hear something outside. They think it's a mountain lion or something. And they go out to shoot it. And they see an animal that attacks one of them. They shoot it and it turns into a man. And then the FBI comes to investigate whether they intentionally killed this man, whether something strange happened here, or what's going on. Yeah, that's, that is correct. And what's going on is that it's a werewolf. So it's very confusing if you're shooting at it. Um, it's not a werewolf, though, but that's just the easiest thing for us to call it. Is that fair? I mean, they call it... A manitou, but I don't think anyone will know what that is if I say it. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before, and I don't even know if it uh, relates to something that might be real or not. Me either. But I have the feeling that it doesn't. (laughs) I feel like it doesn't either, but I guess what I'm learning is that whenever this show tells me things about the show's mythology, I tend to believe it and think that it's real. Like in mm-hmm. this in this episode, Mulder says that J. Edgar Hoover opened the first X-File in whatever year that was. And it was related to the case, this case. It was basically right. the same thing that happens in this case. And that was the first X-File. And after I heard that, I was like, oh, that must have happened in real life. They must be pulling on something in real life. And I Googled J. Edgar Hoover X-Files, J. Edgar Hoover first X-File. And it didn't happen in real life, at least not that I could find. Sure. I do wonder, like, I mean, is, I assume there's a department of the FBI uh, that's somewhat like the X-Files, but it might be called something different. So maybe there was some conflict in your Google search, but I don't know. I just feel like J. Edgar Hoover was not doing that. I just get the vibe, you know? I I couldn't find any ties between J. Edgar Hoover and real X-Files, so I just don't – I don't think that it was true, but – I guess I'm pretty gullible because I thought that this show would be pulling on real things that happened. But this is also like when in in the episode about NASA, they said that the alien from Mars caused the Challenger to explode. So I, I guess I just need to stop expecting this show 
to be relating things back to real events. Yeah, I mean, I think there there are the occasional circumstances. I actually think there are quite a few where they are or where some part of it is pulled from real life. Um, and it, 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 it is an interesting thing for them to say that, you know, it was that J. Edgar Hoover started or opened the first X-File. Um, and I would have thought that it was real too. <laughs> like it, it sounds like they didn't have to put that in script. It could have been anything that started the first X-File, but, um, yeah, I mean, really, the only way to know if something's real is to look it up, so I think you did the right thing in this circumstance, because sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't, and, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that the NASA face on Mars thing was real, honestly, but it was, I mean, it wasn't an alien, but... That we know of. Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) probably was and that's what the x-files the x-files is just trying to relay secret government information to the people but under the guise of it being a fictional tv show right that's what i'm expecting sometimes i do i think that it might be i do have those thoughts especially later on and they you know the overall mythology of the show deals a lot more with like secret government cover-ups and agencies and aliens and shit like that and i like sit there watching it like i can't believe this is happening and then i'm like okay so maybe it's not but it definitely is it just might not be uh exactly the plot of these episodes but i think that it's close i don't know i guess i i just feel like because this episode we we're learning what the very first x-file was And it was a case like this where there was an animal killing people and it got shot and it turned into a person. And it's like, shouldn't the very first X-File, when we learn about it, be more interesting? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. But no, I guess is what the writers of the show thought. They thought, we'll just toss this into this episode. No one's going to watch this one. There's probably an episode later on where they're like, and this was the first X-File, and it's something completely different. Yeah, that sounds about right. But it was all created by J. Edgar Hoover. Who would have thought? Well. (laughs) J. Edgar Hoover was like, pretty busy trying to like stop the black power movement but maybe simultaneously he was uh investigating the paranormal well and he had to build that whole dam Uh, yeah he did that by himself i don't know if people know that but um that is true he did yeah they say whenever they talk about this case from the first x-file that Um, cases like this have been happening like every eight years from the time it was like first recorded. And I just don't understand that. Like, why is it like every eight years this happens when in this episode we see a werewolf, the werewolf bites someone, someone else becomes a werewolf and then that werewolf dies. But it, it seems to be that like werewolves occur by being bitten by other werewolves 
Mm-hmm. And so why does that only happen once every eight years? And then both of them are dead at the end of this episode. And one of the guys still like, see you in eight years. Like, what does that mean? That like, one's just going to like come back in eight years. One's going to arise in eight years. I don't understand. Yeah. It really doesn't make any sense. And I want to read to you my original note on this exact thing, which is the quote, that from the show about um, every eight years. And then I said, so it comes back every eight years or it can, if it's not dead or if there's a child. No. <laughs> what I was watching. There was not a single <laughs> child in this episode. Well, <laughs> there's not, I know there's not, but I think that there. <laughs> I could be wrong because I don't I don't know. I clearly didn't like this episode, but I swear there was a part where someone is when they're telling Mulder the story or maybe it was <laughs> it was a different part. And but the last time someone saw one of these it was like in the woods and um I don't know. I think something happened. And that person that they saw that was also a wolf had a kid with them, I thought. But I I don't clearly uh, have any uh, backing for this. But I think that that's where I, I got some idea that, that somebody eight years ago had a child and that now the person that it was the first werewolf was the kid back then who's now an adult man and a werewolf and maybe you have to be an adult and until you reach a certain age your werewolf power doesn't come in i think that happens in twilight so you know probably real (laughs) yeah i'm sure it's drawing on the same mythology that twilight did i guess it it just doesn't none of it makes sense to me because every eight years would require that the adult werewolf dies. And from the time that the adult yeah. werewolf dies, that it takes eight years for the child to reach maturity and be a werewolf. Which would also assume that that adult werewolf has a child. Yeah, no, I don't... I. My child theory was only based on this one instance. And it only made sense for, like, this specific werewolf incident. I don't think it made sense for anything else. I don't understand why it's every eight years. Uh, it, It does kind of seem like, you know, they were insinuating that, like, they'd see them again in eight years. And I think Mulder responds with, like, he hopes not or, like, you know, something like that. And I was like, is, like, this time they're definitely dead. So is there a chance that it won't happen again? Or, like, do they die every time and yet somehow it still comes back? There is no explanation. And this is the most interesting part of the episode for me. And I have – they tell me nothing. Yeah, it's very unclear. This is the second time that we've mentioned Twilight on our podcast, though. Uh Shout out to Robert Pattinson. I'm shocked that it's only twice. Good for us. Shout out to Robert Pattinson. I hope he's doing well. 
still recovered from COVID as far as I know. Great. Will he ever be Batman? Unclear. Perfect. (laughs) But we'll keep you all updated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know you guys must be on the edge of your seats when the Robert Pattinson news that comes, you know, once every like two months. Yeah. It's our Pat chat section. (laughs) That's, I mean, what an incredible segment name. I wish we had a little jingle where I could say it's Pat's chat time. And then we could just play a little Pat's chat song. Uh, I can guarantee you by the next time we bring him up, I will have one cute and ready to go. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) The show has, like, nothing to do with Robert Benson. There's, like, I can't even think of a single relation other than, I guess, like, he was in Twilight and there's, like, vampires and supernatural shit in that. But, like, (laughs) otherwise... There's no relation. And that's why it is so perfect that we bring him up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's unexpected. You got to keep the people on their toes. And the people love our pets. I mean, I have other notes about this episode. I just don't really know if any of them matter. Yeah. I mean, I do too. I have like a full page of just nonsense because the episode is nonsense. I guess here's a question that I think I was going to ask you. At one point, one of the men from the town uh, say to Mulder, they call him an FBI agent. They tell him he smells. Uh, They say, we don't believe in the FBI and the FBI doesn't believe in us. And Mulder says, I want to believe, which, Mm -hmm. as we know, is the tagline of the show. And also something he said in a previous episode. So this is the second time in the first season that he has verbalized the tagline of this show. And I guess it just made me curious, does he keep saying this throughout the whole show? Like, does he <laughs> always just say that? You know, it comes up it comes up a couple more times. I believe there's a few times, you know, where it's Scully saying it, not him. Um, yeah, I think it is utilized quite a bit. I do think also the truth is out there is utilized a little bit too. Trust no one comes in at some point. Um, Pretty much any tagline that has been used for the show is definitely mentioned more than once. Um, It's not constant as, you know, maybe you've gathered, but it is present. Okay. Okay. Every time he says it, I feel like, and this is different, but you know when you're watching a movie and in the movie they say the title of the movie? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, say Twilight, you're watching Twilight, and in the movie Robert Pattinson says, it's getting to be about Twilight, and you go, whoa, that's the title of the movie. They just said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like every time Mulder says, I want to believe. I think that that's, that makes sense. But, the, like, then what? Like, then do you have, are you like, cool, we did it? Or are you like, don't do that shit? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I don't, I, right now, I'm still like, hey, that's the thing that they say. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's <laughs> as far as the thought. You're like, hey, that's, well. 
Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. But, but I guess I feel like if they start saying it too much, then I'm going to get like, oh, like I get it. I've heard it. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think it, it happens too much, personally. Um, but you might have a different take on it than I do. <laughs> I'll start keeping a tally. I guess maybe, like, the last interesting thing, and I don't really even think that it was interesting. It's just something that happens at the end of this episode, which is that Scully sees the werewolf. The werewolf gets shot. But she, even after she sees it, says that it was a mountain lion when it was, like, very clearly not a mountain lion. And mm-hmm. it's like, come on, Scully, quit the, quit the denial. Yeah, come on. Open your mind and open your eyes because those are not too easily confused creatures. Yeah, I mean, it, it like the werewolf doesn't even look like a wolf. Like it's a thing that's standing fully upright that maybe even yeah. looks more like an ape than anything else. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look like an animal other than the fact that it's like extremely hairy, I guess. But whatever. Whatever, Scully. I do have another question that's not related to this episode. It's just like a general X-Files question that I wanted to ask you. Because we're almost through the first season. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm just curious to hear from your perspective. Has an episode of the X-Files ever made you cry? Um, yes. Yes, it has. There's, I think, a couple, but mostly a little bit later on, things get, I mean, more personal. I think that's a fine thing to say. And I have definitely cried uh, over those ones. But I'm not going to say much more because then it would reveal plot points that occur later on. Um, but I think you'll cry at some point. Yeah. Okay. I guess for for people who don't know, I feel like I am someone who cries very easily when watching things now. I wasn't always, but now it's like things can mm-hmm. make me cry pretty easily when I'm watching them. And I haven't even come close during an episode of this season of the X-Files. Yeah, they don't, I feel like they're, well, I mean, I guess Scully's dad dies and whatever. We didn't know him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think later they, and it's also like kind of once the characters are more established and we know more about their lives and, uh, yeah, I think I do think you will cry, but I don't think it will be for a little while. Okay. Well, I can't wait till the show makes me cry. And I will tell all of you immediately as soon as that happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to mostly talk about that, I assume, when it occurs. It's going to be yeah, a big moment sure. in Leon to Watch the X Files history. We have a long name. <laughs> Well, the next episode that we're watching is episode 20. That's 10 episodes times two. 
episode 20. That's how math works. Very uh, good, Alana. <laughs> it's a, episode 20 is another milestone. 10 was a milestone. This is another milestone. Mm-hmm. And this episode is called Darkness Falls. And it's going to be about a group of bloggers working in a remote forest that unearthed thousands of deadly insect-like creatures that paralyze and then cocoon their victims. Ooh. Sounds pretty gross. <laughs> Gonna be a gross one. Buckle up. As we're closing here, I just want to say, Santa Claus, if you're out there and you're an alien, come get us because we're scared. <laughs>